Oh my god. What's up, everybody? Sorry, that was kind of super loud. I'm just like, I'm trying to give myself energy right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's been a crazy last couple days, but here we are. We're here again. This is us. This is who we're um, supposed to be. Uh, doing doing great. I know. I know. I'm finally, I'm, I'm finally in my form here. Uh, yeah, as Lindsay totally gave it away, I'm Scott. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. And uh, who are you? Who who is this? Who are you? I, th- this is this is Lindsay. We are here for another adventure behind the timeline. Oh my god, I'm so thrilled. Um, <laughs> I was actually thrilled, and then I rewatched this movie, and then I was like, dear God, what the hell was my childhood? Yep. Uh, yep. I oh right, told sorry. You. Yeah, I know. Um, we're talking about Peter Pan today. Uh, Disney's 1953 adventure into the Barry story. Um, yeah. Or and is it a series? Awesome. It's just a book, right? It's just one it is, book? It is. Okay, so I guess this actually is kind of a good place to start is with, like, what is Peter Pan? Because, yeah. honestly, it's like... J.M. Barry's play mm. is the original Peter Pan, the stage play. Okay. J.M. Barry also made it into a novel in like 1911 I want to say uh. um so it's but there's it's it's weird it's like I'm looking at my copy that I just read of Peter Pan and it's called Peter Pan and it's like J.M. Barry 1911 or whatever the copyright yeah. I think it is 1911 but um the like there are there's also I think it's supposed to be Peter Pan and Wendy which yeah, is not so <laughs> what this says, you know, and then there's also um I believe it's called like Peter in Kensington Gardens or in Kensington Gardens. Yeah, okay. So like when <clears throat> thank you for that cuz when I was doing my research, I kept finding different titles. Like one of them mm-hmm. was The Boy Who Never Grew Up, and I was like, "Wait, hold on. Like is this a prequel? Is this about how Peter got to them?" I like it was weird. The titles and the versions of Peter Pan are all over the place. It honestly is, like, hard to keep track of, and I'm not even going to try and explain it that well to you. Because it's just, like, because I don't even know, because it's a whole shit show. I was on the phone with a friend of mine talking about this a couple weeks ago, and I was like, yeah, I have, I'm looking at Peter Pan, and I have the post that I put on Instagram for the the podcast Insta with it, and it's just, just Peter Pan, and she's like, yeah, I have it too, Peter Pan and Wendy, and I'm like... I was like, look at the Instagram. Like, it's the Peter hell? Pan. Like, what are we... It's, I, so it's all over the place with the titles. But the play is the first version of this. Unless you can... Okay. There, there is, like, a play or a novel from J.M. Barry that technically includes a character called Peter Pan that came out before the play. Oh, my God. But for all intents and purposes... This is the um, story the play, of Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah, the play is the, the first thing to come out. And the book... I, I've seen the play. I've been in the play in high school. I don't remember it that well. But the book's basically the play. The movie's a super accurate adaptation of the book, um, oh, including all the fucked up stuff. Is like, super accurate. Um, maybe slightly less fucked up than the books, mm. um, which we'll talk about. But, yeah, so then Disney's movie came out in 1953. So this story had been around for a really long time. And this story is, oh. like... For as fucked up as it as it is, and we are gonna talk about this, this story is beloved, absolutely beloved. J.M. Barry left the rights to the story to a children's hospital yeah. when he died. Uh, 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 oh my God! Don't say it. Um, Saint Ormond. Uh, uh, I don't remember. It's not in my honest. notes. I don't know the answer. God damn it! I thought you had it. The only I reason I remember it. is because of Hook, and I remember him. 
<clears throat> I remember him giving his speech to the board of trustees when they announced the Wendy Darling wing at the, like when the kids are getting kidnapped in Hook. That's what they're doing. That's what Robin Williams and his wife and Wendy are doing. Oh, that makes sense. And he's like, uh, I'd like to thank the board of trustees at the something, something St. Almond Street Hospital. Saying some, some things. Yeah. It's also in the beginning of this movie, of the Disney movie. It has a shout out, a thanks in the opening credits oh, to yeah. the hospital, to Jamberry and to the hospital. And then it's also featured really heavily in the Olympic opening ceremonies when the Olympics were in London in 2012. That's no, I didn't know that. Yeah, 2011. When it, it whenever that was, 12 when they were in London, one of the opening. In the opening ceremonies, one of the things that they did was, like, a tribute to the NHS, which is the National Health System um, oh. in the UK. And so they have, because that's, they loved their health care. They love their health care in the UK. I lived mm. there for a while. They love it. It's great. Yeah. And so they had a whole tribute to their health system. And it was, um, J.K. Rowling opened it and read one of the Ugh. openers to Peter Pan, I believe. I know, I know. Mm -hmm. But it's all right. She's just going to join a long-storied tradition of problematic British children's authors, let's I be know. real. And we're Great like, Ormond Street just... Hospital Children's uh, Children's Charity. That's what it there is. There it is. It is the Great Ormond yeah. Street Hospital. And Sorry, they I didn't have mean to cut the, you off. No, no, no. It's, it's apropos because the <laughs> opening ceremonies feature the NHS. Like, it is, it's yeah. nurses. It's all, and it's the nurses moving hospital beds around, and Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland, all this stuff gets called out, and, and Harry cool. Potter, and it was beautiful. Um, so, Peter Pan is a super beloved story. 1953 gets made into a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. This is one of the busiest years. That I we've know. Come I was looking at your notes for Can the context. This? this is insane, dude. Yeah, so in 1953, Eisenhower was inaugurated, the Korean War ended, the first color TVs went on the market, the first polio vaccine was developed, yep. Queen Elizabeth II was crowned, and the double helix was discovered. Damn, so, okay. And a partridge in a pear shit. tree. Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. All kinds of shit going down in 1953. Queen Elizabeth was crowned. Jesus, mm -hmm. dude. That, she's... When, when Peter Pan came out. Yep. It was a good year. Mm -hmm. um, are you familiar with this Oscar winner? The Greatest Show on Earth? Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm familiar with the name, but to be totally honest with you, every time I see The Greatest Show or anything like that, I literally just think of The Greatest Showman because I'm ruined by yep. musicals. Ditto. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that is, but I have heard of it. Um... We, ha we have an exciting development, though, that I'm sure as we go forward in the timeline, we are going to get real sick of. But uh, I'm excited to see it now. Yeah. Um, Peter Pan is our top grossing movie of 1953. Dude, finally, another Disney movie is the top grossing movie. This hasn't happened since the 40s. The mm -hmm. early Cinderella. 40s. Yeah. Cinderella. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because they made 1950. Yeah. They had it with Cinderella. Before that, they were doing terribly. I mean, I think the only movies at this point to like make Disney a profit have been like Alice in Wonderland. No, sorry, uh, this Cinderella movie. Peter Jesus, Pan, yeah. Peter Pan, Cinderella, and Snow White. God, dude, to go from one hundred sixty-four million dollars that Cinderella made to six million on Peter Pan. What the? Yeah, fuck, man. Like, I, it's I don't know, but they made a profit. No. And good for them, I guess. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm stoked for them. And this movie's coming right after Alice. And before Lady and the Tramp, so Disney's 14th movie, we're, mm -hmm. we're still technically in the beginning of the Silver Age, but I really think of Peter Pan as, like, this is the 
the the, height of the Silver Age. Like, yeah, this is I would the say this is about it. Me. Especially because there are a few movies that we are skipping just for time and because they aren't. They just there's no reason to go over that. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about Lady Tramp. Yeah, because I, I, I don't want to. Yeah, if you've seen one dog push a meatball towards another dog, you've seen it all. Yeah, um, congratulations. Yeah, way and, to go. And, you know how they kiss. It's fine. They're dogs. In the, the live action, in. they swap one racist scene for a different equally racist scene. Oh, so it's, yeah. there you go. That's Lady and the Tramp for yeah, you there guys. You go. Now we're done. <laughs> um, but that's a really good segue. Of, yeah, that's yeah. a really good segue. <laughs> uh, we're back at it again with a brand new uh, warning at the beginning this of this, the this movie. This is the first movie to get this one, right? Yeah. No. The first movie we've covered? Uh, Fantasia. Fantasia had it. Okay. Yeah, true. Yeah, so this is the formal content warning. Like, mm-hmm. the big full-screen one, not the little yep. tobacco warning. And, Which you uh, should also have had one, and I did not see one. I, nor did I. I was going to go back. I was yeah. like, are we... We're not going to talk about that? Okay. <laughs> um, but but uh, big, big yup for me on this. Like, mm-hmm. I, we all know that it's the depictions of Native Americans that are so offensive in this. That it's, yeah. it's honestly <clears throat> shocking that it wasn't cut. I think the only reason it's not cut is because of fucking how much of this movie it is like it's so much of this movie oh it's yeah just, it's an actual part of the plot it's so much of the part the plot it's like multiple scenes multiple songs it's so in your face and it's so offensive it's really bad it's it's some of disney's worst and i'm shocked that it's not i don't know i can't believe it's still there i guess but but there it is it's too much of the movie to take it out what I had kind of forgotten was how bad the depictions of women are. That alone. So, yeah, after you... I read your notes before I rewatched this, and I was like, okay, I actually want to be on the lookout for this. <clears throat> and what's really interesting to me is the depiction is only towards Wendy... Yeah. ...amongst the Native Americans... Well, okay, and, like, obviously the Lost Boys, and that's why, like, Peter brings well, her there or whatever, no, but... no, it's... But even in the beginning, it's, like, girls talk too much, and, like, go on, sew my shadow on, girl. Oh, yeah, like, okay, that's all, right. It's still there. Like, there's... It's there a... Like, it's kind of a lot. It's... Mm-hmm. It's it's all the time to Wendy. Yeah. But we're... We will... I will save the larger discussion on this for a little later, because I know we're going to talk about Tinkerbell, but, like, oh, there's a God. lot more going on here than just Wendy. Like, <clears throat> Tinkerbell gets a lot of it. It's really just the mermaids. It's all of the women. Everything yeah. about them is is not... It's just not good. It's it's not well done. Um, See, it's a I huge think... fucking yikes for me. And it's in the book. It's a it's big, big in your face in the book. So oh, I'm sure it is. That's what I was... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's what I was actually telling myself when I was watching this. I was like, this is probably, of everything we've covered so far, this is probably the most quintessential sign of the times. Oh, This 100%. is the middle of the 50s. This was women don't work. Women stay at home. Women raise kids. Women do this, that, and the other thing. And it's after the war, right? Because yes. there's definitely in the war, that's a little bit different in yes. society. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's... I thought it's it was weird. I didn't even show. notice that until I read your note. Well, oh, obviously, yeah. I would have picked it up because um, it it's very prevalent with Peter towards Wendy. And it's he it's literally goes says, beyond, "Get on with it, girl." Exactly, and it goes beyond the like women's place in the home and that yeah. kind of thing. It's what bothers me the most is women's interactions with one another, the jealousy, the way that yeah. there's. I want to save it because there's a whole discussion I want to have on that. But like, mm-hmm. it's. It's pretty insane. So this movie super deserves its warning. 
Um, a little section that I want to add going forward because I think we've been neglectful. I is feel we in have. The yeah, I saw this. And I, I was think like, why we have need... we not been doing this? Yeah, we need to. Re- <laughs> well, because we did it for Mr. Toads because we got so fucking stoked and Hell then yeah. we forgot. So That's yeah, true. I thought we'd talk about presence in the parks. Um, so Peter Pan's flight is the Peter ride, mm-hmm. which I um, never. I have probably not been on that in twenty years. It blows my mind. It's like my favorite thing in the Magic Kingdom. Dude, it's like... So at Anaheim, guaranteed, that is one of the longest rides... Or longest lines for a ride in Storybook Land. Not only does... And Florida's the same. um, One of the problems is that per time... I was just reading this in the research for this. That it has like one of some of the lowest like person capacity per time ratios... In the parks, uh, where it's like, how many people can you get through this ride in a given time like frame? Time frame, yeah. It's yeah, super slow. Yeah, this is one of the lowest yeah. rates to get people through the ride. So, yeah. It's it's part of the original park. The mm-hmm. original park yep. in Anaheim. It's always been there. <clears throat> yeah, the it's a flying... Design. It's a flying mm-hmm. one, that's right. Yeah, it's the hanging one. You're in yeah. the pirate ship. Okay. Yeah, you're in a little pirate boat, and it's instead of being... It's a dark ride, so it's a through-the-story dark ride, right? Yeah. Just like Mr. Toad's and, like, most of the rides in that part Alice of Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you fly, and it's like you start out with, like, the boats on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because you have to get into it, and then the floor, like, drops out, or you go up. It's just... I always loved it. I love the bit where you go over London. Oh my um, god, that's the only part I remember, and that's so like beautiful. my favorite part. Yeah, it is. It's very pretty, and I think, and this is just like me being stupid and nostalgic because I get this way about the Pirates of the Caribbean ride too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about being in that room or that portion of the ride over London. It's crazy cold in that room. Yeah, it is, and it just smells so good. And it's yeah, the you're right. same way I feel when you first get off the loading dock at Pirates and you're just sitting there listening to the really slow banjo and watching the fake fireflies go through the bayou and then you hear the pirate talking to you. It's the same mm-hmm. it just like it has this like weirdness for me not being on it for 20 years I can't believe I remember a good portion of this uh ride. Right? But I think it's crazy that it just like instills this massive amount of nostalgia in me every time I think about it. I think that really speaks to the quality of this ride that even as someone who like this isn't your favorite thing in Disney. Oh yeah. Like you can you can feel that room. I I really love Peter Pan's flight. It's so cuz Peter's one of my favorites. Like I love Peter mm. Pan. Peter Pan's dark and fucked up and haunting and <laughs> and like and also really like fun and magical and you get to fly over London and I I love basically everything about it, yeah. especially this ride. And the ride, interestingly, is in all five main parks, which I think is cool. That's so cool. In, right? I think it's it's one of the few rides to do that. So, And it's an original ride. Yeah, I think that might in, be why, because it's a premier ride. I think so. Florida, California, Tokyo, Paris, and Shanghai. That's so cool. I almost forget mm-hmm. there's one in Shanghai. Yeah. And then, uh, so shout out, like, we we put the pieces of a puzzle together without uh, acknowledging it, which is our bad. I know. But we talked in the <laughs> Pinocchio episode about um, When You Wish Upon a Star mm-hmm. being, like, the Disney theme song that plays at the start of every movie and yes. that Pinocchio gets points for that. Mm-hmm. We failed to mention Cinderella's Castle, which yep. obviously is the logo. The, so yeah. 
and then Tinkerbell Whoopsie. is now here. It's kind of mm-hmm. like it all comes together with Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somehow Pinocchio plus Cinderella plus Peter Pan equals the Disney the logo. Disney logo. Sure. <laughs> so, um, but one of my favorite things all time in the parks and, and some of my favorite memories as a kid, and I don't know if they do this in California, but every night in the Magic Kingdom in Florida... They start the fireworks show. With Tinkerbell? With Tinkerbell. Yep, she comes in flying from the Matterhorn, flies over the castle, and yeah. then flies back over the Matterhorn. Yeah, and she really comes in on, like, it's a person. At least yeah. when I was a kid, it was a person. Maybe now it's... No, it's, it's definitely know, still a person. Or something, but, I had a, yeah, yeah. I had, like, a person on a wire with the light and fly out and do the thing and start the fireworks over Cinderella's castle every night in Florida, and... Those are some of my best memories. You know what's that really funny? That is some beautiful shit. And I feel really bad for saying this because it's not how I should remember her because she has her own character. <clears throat> but every time I think of like Tinkerbell or her flying over the logo or even over the castle, um, I actually just think of Genie making fun of her in the third Aladdin movie. <laughs> when it shows Aladdin and the King of Thieves and then he flies in as Tinkerbell and he just goes, ah, in color. Oh my god! And I'm just like, why? <laughs> the one I that's remember what I that think moment, but yeah, why is that in your head? The, I don't the know. Straight I just, to DVD sequel. I know, honestly, because it's so fucking funny. But I just, I don't know why I always think of that. But anyway, that's yeah. Funny. So Tinkerbell, she introduces every everything except for Fantasmic. Um, Fantasmic yeah. just starts with Mickey on the island. But yeah, Tink is uh, Tink's always there. Tink's. Tinkerbell's legacy is great. Like, what they've turned Tinkerbell into is... Uh, Tinkerbell now... <laughs> Tinkerbell actually is the worst, and we're going to talk about it. So, let's get into this movie. Yeah. I, um, So... I'm going to go off your plot summary, though, because mine... I think... Well, we just discussed it. Mine's, like, really long. Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> so, during a stressful evening in the Darling home, Wendy, president of the... Be- God damn it, I didn't read that before. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> just start that over. Okay, I'm going to start that over because that was really Stop fucking funny. Stop to that laugh totally, at my yeah, jokes. <laughs> that totally caught me by surprise. <laughs> okay, let me start over. <clears throat> During a stressful evening in the Darling home, Wendy, president of the Peter Pan fan club, is told that she uh, this is her last night in the nursery and it's time to grow up. Peter Pan, brimming with mommy issues, God, dude, can you just stop with this? Like, uh, <laughs> is unwilling to accept this. He coerces Wendy and her brothers, nice use of coerce, by the way, uh, <laughs> and her brothers to fly with him to Neverland, a place that turns out to be as violent and dangerous as it is magical. I'd say it's a little more violent, but whatever. After a risky and politically incorrect day in Neverland, the kids want... Can you just write all of these now? Happily. Uh, Neverland. The kids want to go home to their mothers, but can they escape this terrifying place in one piece without the help of the notorious narcissist Peter Pan? Uh, I want to point out already in this summary that we make no mention of the titular villain because that's how overwhelming... Peter Pan's narcissism is in this movie. I know it is. It takes everything away from Captain Hook, who is awesome. He is. And who we will talk about. Oh, yeah. But Big Peter Pan time. just... I mean, yeah, when sitting down to think about the summary for this, it's just like... Yeah, I mean, I guess Hook is there, but holy shit. Peter <laughs> oh, yeah, is there's a pirate guy. <laughs> there's, yeah, there, he's taken up all the air in the room to think about anybody else. Peter Pan is out there. Well, and, so... 
here here's my big problem and i'm gonna this is my like second note but i need to start with this okay peter pan is not a hero no he's not in any sense of the word he literally should never and this again i'm gonna just go really hard on this because a i uh i've had like one or two beers um and i'm loaded up on triscuits right now so i'm wired um, You're awake now. Are you started this yeah. asleep? You're I here know, for I was it now. really freaking. I was out of it. But so he is not a hero. I'm usually I the one firmly believe up. he should not be in the Disney parks. I do I not believe he should not be. I love that should take away. Cancel Peter Pan. Seriously, he's selfish, narcissistic, and in immediate danger to literally everyone he's around. The instant mm-hmm. that the kids get to Neverland, they've already got cannonballs firing at them. Oh yeah. Um, He's also in no way, shape, or form. He's not a role model, like, at all. He straight up laughs at his own men when they get hurt and are fighting each other. He treats them like absolute shit when they, um, he doesn't, they do something he doesn't understand. Um, and above, like, all others, and again, this is just, like, a return, like, a recurring theme in this movie. He thinks every single act of violence is overwhelmingly hysterical. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I know that sounds kind of like a tirade that I just went on about how much I hate Peter Pan, but God, he, I don't understand why people idolize him. I mean, no, we, Peter is not a hero. We should not idolize him. What I love about, I love that about Peter Pan, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I love how creepy and like, Dude, the first time we see him, his face is, like, illuminated like some kind of prowler. Yeah, dude. It's so dark. Dude. People are always surprised by it. I'm a real, like, I, Alice and Peter are kind of my, like, I know the most about in terms of old Disney. Like, Silver Age, Golden Age Disney. Like, Mm -hmm. I know these movies and I know these backgrounds. And, like, people are surprised by that image every time. I'm like, oh, yeah, I fucking remember this. Let's roll. Like, Peter's not... I... Okay. The dichotomy here that I think is so interesting is that there's (laughs) this temptation and, like, the ride is a really good, like... Yeah embodiment of it right of like it's the second star to the right and straight, straight on to the on morning, to morning. And, and it's so that's so inspiring yeah like you, you know like i remember and like but no come on no and i want it to be all magical and it's like and you can fly and it's so <laughs> but nah like peter cuts off hook's hand and feeds it to the crocodile and Dude. laughs about it okay on god like <laughs> <laughs> this okay seriously this this really caesared my salad okay i (laughs) i love when people don't remember this movie i i couldn't wait to hear what you thought oh my god dude he straight up tells wendy he cut hook's hand off as a prank yeah that's, well, no, that's what Smee says too. Smee later is like, "Oh, yeah. Peter just did that as a joke," he and, and Hook funny. is like, "It's not funny to me." He's yeah, like, he's like, "It's my goddamn kidding? hand. What the fuck, bro?" Well, and then the story is, and this is in the book too. This this is a wildly ad- accurate adaptation. The Damn. story is that Hook's hand was so good that the crocodile like yeah, wanted won't the rest leave him alone. of him. Yeah, like the explicitly, I want to eat you because you were so damn tasty. 
Like, it's in both stories. It's explicitly yeah. that. And Hook is, like, so pissed about it. And everyone's like, oh, it's a joke. It's fine. And I'm like, no. Okay, so <laughs> I'm actually glad you said that because one of my other notes is just purely about Captain Hook and, like, what he represents. And because, in all honesty, he is really not a major part of this movie until something needs to move forward. And, like, yeah. it, it's kind of, like, about him in the sense that, like... Actually, no, I don't know why I said that. Because half the movie really is him trying to destroy Peter. And, honestly, there is no other word for it. He literally is trying to erase Peter. Just entirely. And he hates it's him. kind of unexplained as to why. And the thing that I think is so fascinating about, like, how Hook got there and what's going on with that is that, like... Smee mentions at one point, like, yeah. if we could just get back to, like, being regular good old pirates. Like, they were pirates in the real world. Yeah. They're actual adults who have stumbled upon Neverland. Mm -hmm. And and Hook has become fixated on killing Peter for reasons that are totally unexplained here. And it's crazy. Like, I, they're <laughs> anchored there. Like, they should they be out are, there being yeah. pirates. The first time the, we meet Mr. Smee... The entire crew is attacking him about, dude, can we get the fuck out of here? Yeah, they're all sick of it. No one understands why they're still here. And in the book, it's explained that Captain Hook is, like, they're regular pirates and they yeah. stumbled upon this place, right? And that Captain Hook is enraged by Peter's cockiness, which is yep. the word that the book uses. That mm -hmm. Peter is so cocky that he's the embodiment of cockiness and Hook just yeah. cannot fucking tolerate it. And that's the whole story. So Hook just says, absolutely not. I, I will kill you just to take the smirk off your face is Hook's approach to that. That's his I reason mean, for Yeah, I'm kind of behind that as like a motivation. I also think it's because he embarrassed him by cutting his hand off and he just wants like pure revenge. Um... But, like, I think more yeah. to that, on from, like, from like a symbolic point of view, I think Captain Hook is a literal metaphor for death in Neverland. Like, in the inevitable, like, inescapable march of time, which is why he's plagued by a clock. Like, he's plagued by this insatiable hunger from the crocodile and the clock that's ticking that symbolizes that death is never far away from Hook, whether he causes it or he is the result of it. Or, you know, like, he... It, it's his own death. Um, well, so, like, okay, let me ask you a question about that. Hmm. Do you think that... Is it death, or is it growing up, which, to Peter, and as presented in this story, might as well be dying, because you'll never be able to come back to Neverland again. And also, fun fact, slash also interesting point for this conversation... The voice actor for Mr. Darling is, is the, the same, same as, as Captain, Captain Hook. Hook. Yep, and Hans Conrad. That that comes from the stage play. This is from the most the most original version of this story. Cast the same actor as Hook and the and Mr. Darling every time. So well, does he represent growing up, or does he represent death, or are they the same thing? Is it for all intents and purposes in this see, story? That's the thing. It's difficult to pinpoint who this this is from the point of view of because if it's Wendy's point of view her father being Captain Hook makes 100% sense mm -hmm. she views him as the destruction of her childhood 
and in that sense, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Captain Hook totally represents the death of innocence and, chil- and childhood whimsy and all that stuff. And the clock makes sense too, right? Yeah, the march it, of time. It's and the march of time. Up. You can't escape it. It is always around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue it's growing up more than it's death. Oh yeah, I would. I would have to say that. I think in I'm like, the, I'm going to take you one one step further. No, yeah, you're totally, that's, that's <laughs> that makes perfect sense. And that's why I put my note in there. So I remembered it. But um, I, I think in the sense of how we see him, like in the movie, yes, I would say he is, he is the essence of growing up. Because he doesn't care about the lo- that's the that's the most interesting part about it to me. He does not care about the Lost Boys. He only cares about Peter. Oh yeah, he doesn't give a shit about it's be- he's he hates Peter's Peterness, his cockiness. Yeah. But I also recognize like that is not in the movie. Like that is not presented to us here. Yeah. I only know that from reading the book, and I don't know. Like I think his motivation is weirdly unexplained, and it's. It's better than we've seen so far in Disney, though. I do mm-hmm. want to give it credit for that because, yeah. like, it, we've had this conversation around, like, villain motivations a lot when oh, we've had a good I, villain, yeah. right? And, um, you know, if we compare it to, like, Lady Tremaine, the evil stepmother in, mm-hmm. in Cinderella, um, I think Hook's motivation is, like, at least a little bit more clear than hers, or at least his plan is more fleshed out. Like, yeah, he has, I like, a whole thing. Is, he gets, like, a scene. Yeah. Where we he, talk about the plan and the hand and the crocodile. And- exactly. Like, he builds out this whole plot. You understand what he wants, what he's doing, and what he, through context clues, I guess, has done to both himself and his crew in order to reach his goals. Mm-hmm. I think Lady Tremaine... It's very one sentence descriptive, her motivation. Like, I want to marry my daughters off so I can live well. That's it. She only cares about status. And, well, which this is kind of refreshing, right? Because we've seen that from, you know, the evil queen as well. The evil queen. Snow White. And those are kind of the biggest, like, proper villains that we've had, let's be real. Because I'm not including man. You know, or whatever, like, from well, this, yeah, that's, or, yeah. Str- you know, Stromboli. Like, My I absolute think, like, favorite movie, Bambi. Yeah, we're totally not <laughs> including I, I think these, the, we've only really had three proper villains so far. And I would agree. At yeah. least in the one, the movies where we've reviewed. Um, I don't remember or care what happened in Dumbo. But uh, I don't even think there is a villain in Dumbo. I don't know. The circus. Who cares? But Life. The, but, yeah. but Hook definitely is our best one so far. Like, he... We get a whole scene with him. Like, normally we're not seeing these villains... Oh, yeah. Except through our hero's eyes. Except if we're calling P- our protagonist's eyes, let's New say. Because yeah. Peter is no hero. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, we get... We did get that really fun scene with the Queen and Snow White, and that was one of our favorite scenes. So, like, yeah. I love all the stuff that we get with just Hook, and I like that we get scenes with just him and Smee, his his life partner, throughout this. Um, mm-hmm. Hook is our first queer-coded villain. Yes, he is. And I didn't realize that that starts happening as early as this, and then I'm like, wait, Maleficent's either. next. Yes. So, it does. It's it, Hook goes first, but we're also going to get Maleficent, and I think probably more that we'll notice. But yeah. I love it. Um... I know that this is problematic, 
I wish that it didn't have to have been this way. Mm-hmm. Where we have like the queer. Wait, first of all, we don't have any queer characters. The queer coded characters are always yeah. bad guys, right? That's the that's the thing about this that is bad. Mm-hmm. But the queer coded villains are the best ones. They're the most fun to watch, and I just I just hope that as we go into live action remakes like the Little Mermaid, where we're gonna get Ursula, which is the most like the go to example for this, because um, Ursula is actually based on a real life drag queen. Yeah, and I'm like lean into it. And make some of our heroes be mm-hmm. LGBT as well. Hundred we percent, be absolutely happier. behind that but, all the way. But just like recognizing that it's problematic, I fucking love it about Captain Hook. I love the like Mr. Burns and Smithers thing that he has yeah. going on with Smee. <laughs> Brilliant, Mr. Smee. <laughs> it's it's just the kind cry. of faro gimmick we need to catch Pan. <laughs> When the crocodile's like coming to get him, and there's the TikTok, and he's like, "Sweet!" Oh my god, yeah, dude, he out. freaks out, dude. Well, like, and he's like hiding behind the chair, and Smee is like, "You yep. bad crocodile, you get out of here!" Like, it's so funny. Okay, I- <laughs> I'm so glad that you bring this up, though, too, because, like, I swear to God, the funniest part is not the fun to me. The funniest part in the whole movie was like the plot-wise one of the darkest parts okay, is when. Me. Uh, Captain Hook and Smee have Tinkerbell, and they're like trying to coerce her into, or coerce her into uh, helping them. But Smee is smashed as fuck. Oh my <laughs> god, he's so, like sneaking booze from the piano. Dude, he is. He keeps taking it from out of the piano, and then eventually, like he start, a Hook starts to walk towards the door. And then, because he's dragging Smee, and he's like, but Captain, we don't know where his hideout is. And then Tinkerbell's like, I'll show you. And then Captain <laughs> Hook just goes to Smee and he goes, write this down, Smee. And then Smee looks at his bottle and goes, write this down, Smee. <laughs> I was fucking dying. Oh, my God. Oh my it's God. just so funny because it's so real. And I think that's why I like Captain Hook so much is he's actually, like, the realest villain so far yeah. that we've seen like he is just like he's a regular guy he he wants you know his vengeance but he's also smart enough and has the wherewithal enough to know there are dangers beyond his ability to cope and he doesn't yeah. just go like i am all my year i am whatever like he actually is like holy shit dude that's a straight up crocodile get the fuck out of here <laughs> He's so funny. They do a great job with him of combining, like, this really, like, physical humor that I genuinely laugh at. Like, I think he's so funny with this, like, Jafar-level menace, right? Like, he is scary. Like, I don't want to fuck with him. He murders dudes. Like, he is Oh, yeah, he shot a guy because he didn't like the way he was singing. It's fucking great. And Smee's like, you don't kill a man in the middle of his crescendo. His crescendo, Captain. It's bad form. That's the only time bad form shows up, by the way. It's bad form. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's he's smoking a double cigar, right? A he has like a cigarette cigar. holder, like Corella Deville, but with two cigars in it. Yep. Um, he is just killing dudes who annoy him. He has this like incredible hair. He's sitting there at his desk with a dagger. And his hook and like yep. his gun sat like he's such a cheese. Dude, so, he is. He is probably the Disney most cheese villain that we've had so far. He yeah, is the most cheese villain we've had so far. Yeah. He is getting added to the list. Like Hell he's yeah. he is so awesome. Um Hook for King G. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love I love Hook. And my only like my last thought about Hook and my only question about him is does he die in this? So 
I actually didn't see this in your notes. I knew this answer beforehand. Um, if we are to take uh, the 2002 sequel, Return to Neverland, as canon, then no, he does not. However, right. Disney right. has come out and said that it, first of all, it just performed really poorly, and it's not canon. So yeah. I would have to assume Hook does die. Or because of the way that the that Neverland is designed and the way that we see it, he fell off of Neverland into forever. Or the other pirates got him because they were on the lifeboat. He just zoomed ahead of them at the That's end. That's true because he Pan does take their ship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like permanently. Yeah. So he could have been he could have been rescued. But yeah, he does appear in Return to Neverland, which don't worry, folks, I watched. Oh my God. And and yeah, Disney said that their only sequel, they're like not their only, I think, but one of their only sequels that actually went to theaters in the old days mm-hmm. isn't canon. Yep. Because it wasn't worthy. And I'm like, yeah. what a time to be alive. What do you mean? Seriously. It's that I <laughs> What? I remember reading that like a year after that movie came out. I saw that movie in theaters, and I couldn't tell you anything that happened in that movie. Oh, I can tell you all about it, but I'm going to choose not to. Cause yes, please honestly, choose not to. nothing. No, the only <laughs> the only takeaway from from Peter Pan Return to Neverland was that that it's not considered canon, which is fucking hilarious. It yeah. is, however, on Disney Plus, so well, it's a little it bit like, property, all right, yeah. but yeah, but it's if like, you want to watch it, whatever, yeah. It's I well, I mean, like usually the stuff they consider canon ends up on Disney Plus. You know uh, what I mean? So I think true. it kind of rides a line. I don't, I don't know, but that was the only interesting thing from that. Yeah. And um, can we talk about also, Tinkerbell for a minute? I yeah, because like. I'm not proud of how many of the Tinkerbell movies I watched. That's why I want to talk about it because I'm really disappointed that you actually felt the need to watch these. It wasn't um, really the need so much as it was like the vain, dangerous curiosity and the fact that God. it's on Disney Plus. And Disney Plus is like, oh, you're watching Peter Pan stuff? Would Check you like out to watch all of this, this other shit. Yeah. There are six Tinkerbell movies. Would you like to watch all of them? <laughs> like, I did not watch all six of these, but I watched more than I'm proud of. Okay, good. All right. At least you're not proud of it. Um, no, I'm not in any way proud of it. Here is my, and I'm only going to say this because I feel like it does need to be said out loud. Because no one else will, and no one else has, that I have seen. Why the fuck do people like Tinkerbell? Why is she the symbol of Disney? She is a raging bitch, this entire movie. People like the concept of fairies, not Tinkerbell, who is a stone-cold bitch. And I I do want to talk about this, because the Tinkerbell thing, it's like, okay, I don't... I. Obviously, her personality is completely retconned in the Tinkerbell movies, like, well, needless yeah. to say. Like, She's I a honestly nice think person. that goes without saying. She's, yeah. Well, actually... Oh, God. I'm not gonna lie, it's not great. It's like, she's still kind of a moron, but it's like, in the way that, like, your protagonist has to learn to listen about... Oh, like, yeah, that's a grow. Yeah. Blaming others in order to grow. Like, these movies are for kids, like, way more so than the original Peter Pan. <laughs> but... <laughs> But so you know, it's it's shit like that. So I don't take it too seriously. Yeah. But um, generally, she is much nicer in those. So I think I did not forget watching these. That like kids who are like in their early twenties now were like those movies were coming out. Like I remember yeah. my uh, my best friend's little sister used to watch these. I think I don't know. 
Honey, I'm sorry if I'm mistaking that. <laughs> she's like, I would never. She's like, I didn't watch the Tinkerbell movies. I don't know. She can, she can come on as a guest and clarify for me. But I seem to recall those being on in their house. Like, I feel like I saw these, like, from... The, so I think, like, kids that age would have seen them. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's, like, a long enough time ago to, like have retconned her personality enough that most people have forgotten what a bitch she was in 1953, maybe? Yeah. I can, right? Yeah, I would say so, because like in my opinion, like when I think of Tinkerbell, I think of Julia Roberts. Or... Oh, from actually, Hook. No, okay. Yeah, from Hook. I actually only ever think of Julia Roberts. Is she Roberts. a bitch in Hook? I no, cannot, she's not. I don't she's, remember Hook very well She's right like, now. ride or die for Peter. Well, okay, so let's talk about that. So... The Tinkerbell's super problematic for me because of just, like, how much... Just the way that women are represented through her. Like, the first thing that we see her doing is, like, checking herself out and being like, oh, my God, my ass is so big. And then there's, like, a joke about... I don't remember that at all. And I was just like, this totally was just put in here to set up her getting stuck in the box. Or in the drawer. Oh, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's funny that, like, that you don't remember it, because, like, I remember that really well. That's one of the things that, as a kid, she's standing over the mirror, and she's measuring herself like that, and, like, I'm not gonna sit here and and wax and say, oh, it's so problematic for little girls, but, like, if I were to pick a moment in Disney that, like, as a little girl that watched this, I remember being like, is that something I should be doing? Is that, (laughs) like, this would be one of those moments, and that sucks. Anytime that that's the takeaway, because I remember this, and I think that, like, it's, I don't like it. And yes, it sets her getting, sets up her getting stuck in the drawer, but it's like, eh. No, and that's, that's totally, like, that's 100% on me. Like, I never would have seen it like that, because I don't know if you guys have figured this out or not, but uh, I'm a stone cold male. Um, Which is why I pointed out is like I think that's interesting sort of anecdotal evidence of the way yeah. that this kind of representation matters. Like because I remember that. Yeah, from and when I think I'm that's little. that's fair. And honestly, like, God, dude, that's just that's really shitty. Now that I'm it actually sucks, right? About it's it. like yeah. Yeah, it's. I'm not saying that that gave me a complex, and that as an adult I was like, oh my god, I'm not as skinny as Tinkerbell. But like, I remember that. Like, and that when you see that stuff and you're little, like it matters, yeah. you know. And so that's the first thing that we see of Tinkerbell. So it's immediately like, okay, she's vain, right? Like yeah. so many women that we've seen in Disney. Mm-hmm. And okay, it sets up a hilarious thing where she gets stuck in the drawer, which also is in the book, but it's more of like. We don't get the funny scene of her trying to get out. Oh, it's trying like to get Peter out. F- just straight forgets, forgets about, about her. Forgets about her, yeah. Yeah, it's so fucked up. But um, I will in the say this, though. Um, just to kind of add to this whole scene of her doing it. And this is something that actually does come up a lot in the Renaissance. Um, and it actually started with... I don't want to say it started with, but you can kind of figure out where I'm going to go with this once I say her name. But it kind of started with Jessica Rabbit. Um, This is where a lot of Disney characters began to become sexualized. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't just about the story or, like, the design of the character. It now was, like, dude. Like, there was no need for them to draw her that way. Except for this plot point of her getting stuck in the the lock. (laughs) Dude, but also, like... (laughs) Despite my feminist so- soapbox, I'm like, be honest, who had a crush on Peter and or Tinkerbell? 
Oh, I did not have a crush on Tinkerbell at all. Oh. I, 100% I did not. I can tell you who I did have a crush on, though, and she's coming up in our next episode. Who? Aurora. Think. Aurora? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, she's a sweetie. No, Tink, Tink's just hot. Tink's like Marilyn Monroe. Like, I'm, I totally had a crush on both of them. I'm like, yeah, all right, fine. That's both. fair. Then I'll cover both of us, because <laughs> I for sure had a crush on both of these guys, which, that's so toxic. Mm, <laughs> I'm like, I can True. Yeah. Yeah, they are not. Well, (laughs) and that's the thing. Like, it very strongly just implies that Tink is in love with Peter. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Like, I I don't. What is going on? He is not old enough or mature enough to understand what that means. That's why he doesn't even know what a kiss is. Like, come on, guys. Jesus. Right. Um,. That also actually really kind of bothered me. The rewatching this, I was like, "Why is she just like?" My first thing, my first thought here is, "I need to kiss Peter." It's this weird depiction of women. See what I mean when you think yeah. about it? It's it's really more than just the way that they talk to Wendy during the Native American stuff. Like it's yeah. it's all over the place, and it's little subtle things that are just it's so embedded in this story that it's like, ew. Like I watch it and I'm like, why? Why 1953? And also, why yeah. 1911? Because a lot of this comes straight out of the book. And I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. Just, ugh, like, super <laughs> accurate. I hate it. Super book accurate. And, yeah. And it just goes on and on. And, and the whole thing is, like, every woman in the story wants to fuck Peter. All of them. Every single one of them. Peter, the mermaids, Tinkerbell, probably Mrs. Darling. I mean, and she's the one Tiger that notices Lily. the ship. Yeah, Tiger Lily's, like, all about it. Tiger Lily does kiss him, and he's into it. Yeah. And Wendy's fucking furious when that happens. And Tinkerbell would have lost her shit. If Tinkerbell oh, yeah. had been there for that, like, where was Tink? She would have she taken Tiger Lily's eyes out. Like, and so I don't get it. I'm like, is Tink, like, Tink's a grown-up? Which, okay, canonically, like, Tink's been around a lot longer than Yeah, Peter. she's, she's going to be, like, hundreds of years old. Yeah, she runs into a young Captain Hook in one of the sequels. Um, oh, shit, and, okay. Which, right, like, in the real world, though, like, she exists in the real... I've been trying to find out how she gets to Neverland. I'm trying to... I've been, like, watching the last ones, Dude, not the first oh ones. I don't God. know, man. I don't have the answers. You're gonna light this unnecessary fire in me that, like, I need to know how... Because, like, I know how Captain Hook got to Neverland. I don't, and if I find out about Tinkerbell, I'll let you know. Yes, like, please I, do. Um I, uh, sorry, but, I didn't. I shouldn't have said it like that. For those who are wondering, Hook actually travels yeah, to Neverland with his brother. Hook's real name is uh, Killian, and his brother's name is James. And his brother drowns upon arrival to Neverland, and so that's why Hook hates everything about Neverland. Wait, this is according to what? The and when? I can't remember. It might. Let me go back and look. But I'm like, where are we get? I'm because I'm no. I'm curious because I'm looking at the book. Where is Captain Hook? Where does it say? There's oh, a line Jesus. in the book. Never mind. Ignore like, everything I just said. Literally yeah, right? ignore like, everything I just said. I'm calling you out. I'm like, that sounds wrong. No, <laughs> ignore everything I just said. I need to cite my sources better. It came straight from Once Upon a Time. Don't. Oh, good job, Scott. I know. No, no one listened to me ever book, again. Like, Lindsay, you've wrong. got the con, okay? This podcast is yours from from, from here on out. I'm in I'm, charge. I Well, in the book at some point, I'm, I underlined it, and I'm struggling to find the page. Um, but somewhere in the book, it says that uh, if I were to t- 
tell you Captain's Hook, Captain Hook's name. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find it. I'm going to put the book away. It was like, if I were to tell you now what his real name was, it would shock the whole country even now, and the whole world even now, or something like that. I'm like, what? Like, I was going to ask about it. I lost the highlight in the book, but... That's bonkers. Um, I, yeah, so I have no idea, like, who he is or, or what that's supposed to allude to. I don't know, but... But I'll, I will keep you posted if I find it out from Tinkerbell. Yes, who, please do. taking us back on point, I'm like, so... I just don't understand, like, why all of the women in this, who are all more adult, right? Like, it's the boys who are young. And mm-hmm. and that's true in the book, too. There's no girls in Neverland. That's, like, Well, right. That's the whole point of Wendy coming back. Because it's, why... like, the, the story knows that, like, girls are more mature than boys, but also, like, it... hates them for it. Like, is yeah. pissed about it. <laughs> and well, so this and is Peter what, like, just wants a mom. He doesn't even know what a girlfriend is, and then girls all want to fuck. And I I'm know. like, what is going on? Even the pirates want their moms. Okay, so that's actually, I'm glad you said that because that is actually one of my questions, one of my unanswered questions from this movie. Does being in Neverland for a X amount of time cause you to forget your past life? I'm glad you asked that because, and and we didn't talk about this before. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Yes, it does. Um, there's a whole thing in the book that's really disturbing, and it goes on from the beginning. We're like starting with Michael, who was the youngest. The kids start to forget their parents, and Wendy's the last one to forget. But they, like, Michael is like, what do you mean you're not my real mom, Wendy? Because she's their mother, right? That's the other right. thing about the depictions of women and everything going on there that we didn't she's mention. She's so glaring. The, it's yeah. like the whole thing is that Peter takes her to have a mother explicitly. That's why she's brought there in the book as well. Um, mm-hmm. And they for the kids do forget their real parents, and the lost boys who've been there longer don't know anything about who their parents were. So yeah, you do start to forget once you've been in Neverland, and I don't know if that's as true for the adults because like the pirates want to leave like they have you know what I mean like they remember that there's like pirating to be done but I would also say like as pirates they even if they weren't in Neverland they they probably haven't seen their moms in a minute so yeah that's true yeah I could like I could buy that but yes their memories do disappear and it's disturbing and when they come when they come back in the book they the parents are so upset so yeah, let's just talk about this now. Fuck it. Let's just dive in. <laughs> so, my, I have a big question about, like, how time works and time travel and when you come back. What does oh, that look right. like? Yeah, I saw right? that. So, I'm like, are we time traveling? Like, the fuck is going on? So, because in the book, when they come back, um, they have been gone for, like, potentially years. Like, it's bad. And, Holy um, shit. Yeah, and their parents are, like, miserable about it, right? And they blame themselves, and, like, Mr. Darling is like, I shouldn't have put Nana in the yard. Like, this is my fault because I didn't listen to Nana. Nana's, like, the wisest of us. And also is just a dog that doesn't talk in the books. just a fucking dog. Totally same thing. Just brilliant dog that takes care of the kids. Like, so Mr. Darling thinks that he's fucked up so hard, so... As penance, he does whatever Nana says, takes takes her advice in all things, and he sleeps in the kennel. He sleeps in, like, the crate in the kids' room every night. And he takes the crate in a taxi to work every day as penance. It's so funny. (laughs) Holy shit, Rides around in the crate 100% of the time. It's his penance for the kids being lost. And so when the kids get back, they see him asleep at the crate and they're like, Wendy, like, did did that used to happen? Like, that seems weird. Why is father in the crate? And she's like, (laughs) she goes, maybe, maybe we've forgotten more than we realized. Oh my God. (laughs) 
but so awful. I know, right? So in the book, like they are gone for years, and they're in Neverland for nobody really knows. Like time kind of stops, but in the movie, um. I broke this down. So, okay, they leave London at night. Mm -hmm. Let's call it Friday, right? The darlings are going out or whatever. Let's call that Friday night when Peter comes and takes them out of the nursery. Yeah. They arrive in Neverland, then it would be early Saturday morning because the boys are all just waking up. Right. Right? They wake the lost boys up. So that would be Saturday morning. Unless it took, like, you know, months to fly there, which in the book is the case, so who knows. But let's call it Saturday morning. Then they stay all day in Neverland. They get caught Saturday night trying to go home by the pirates when they leave Mm -hmm. um, after rescuing Tiger Lily. They have their final battle Sunday morning because the sun's back up again. But they don't actually make it to London until ostensibly like that night, so Sunday night. Yeah. So they leave Friday night, they get home Sunday night, they get home and it's like the darlings are just coming home from their night out. It's been like three hours. So, yeah, that's... That's where the end of this movie becomes a major issue. And that's actually my number one question um, is tied to this this time issue. Um, I think the the obviously when you get to Neverland, time means nothing. Time is non-existent. It's just a cycle of night and day. But there's no... Mm-hmm chronology to it Mm -hmm. um like even the pirates say they can't even remember how long they've been there um yeah time definitely stops in neverland i think time is frozen in neverland neverland is on flash time exactly god damn it (laughs) every time i I don't know why i don't expect it anymore i got one (laughs) (laughs) um i think this is where the end of the film becomes an issue is it implying that the ship was a dream and everything that happened because Wendy fell asleep at the window and the mom we know okay. that they just came back from the party because her mom a is just surprised she's at the window she's not like oh my god like where have you been so yeah for the last just, three years or yeah, whatever right exactly yeah. she yeah. Um, the same night for sure the, yeah they're definitely dressed the same yeah, 100% time has not passed in London during yeah, this adventure. Yeah, it's, it's been maybe three or four hours, like you said. But here's where everything falls apart. George then sees the clouds that have formed the ship and says, I saw that ship when I was a small boy. Mm-hmm. Why and where did he see that ship? Okay, so this is a big question that I had. So we get, we are... In the first opening seconds of the movie, in the first narration, we are posed with three options for what Peter Pan is, for the answer to your question, for what the, what the fuck all of this is, yeah. right? We get three options. Wendy says he's a real person. Right. Mrs. Darling says he's the spirit of youth. Right. Mr. Darling says it's absolute poppycock. Mm-hmm. Now, it's definitely not absolute poppycock. This is not a dream. This is not Alice in Wonderland. No, it definitely happened. Yeah. No, Mr. Darling sees the pirate ship at the end. This shit is real. This is a real thing that's happening. It's absolutely not poppycock. So then the question is, is he real or is he the spirit of youth? And I think I think this calls for this this quick quote from the book that yeah. addresses this kind of directly. And this is in the like kind of the final battle. 
with Peter and Hook. And Hook says, Pan, who and what art thou? He cried huskily. I'm youth, I'm joy, Peter answered at a venture. I'm a little bird that is broken out of the egg. This, of course, was nonsense. But it was proof to the unhappy Hook that Peter did not know in the least who or what he was, which is the very pinnacle of good form. So there's your good form from the book. Yeah. Um, but I, I put that out because it says this is nonsense. I'm youth, yeah. I'm whatever. I'm like, and if, if Peter Pan in Neverland is like the spirit of youth, mm. as Mrs. Starling would contend, then like... I don't know. Does that really make sense? Like, it certainly yeah. has the opposite effect on Wendy. Like, Wendy's there and she comes home and she's like, move me into the fucking Dude, out of the nursery, yeah. man. Give me my own she's bedroom. Like, I am Get me done. the fuck out of here. I don't... These kids turned on me within, like, 24 hours. Fuck out yeah. of here. Yeah. She's like, absolutely not. No, I'm ready to grow up. Growing up sounds yeah. great. She I almost no died, comes... like, three times. Get me... Yeah. She's over yeah. it. How is that? Like, I don't really... Unless the idea is that it's the... Peter is the spirit of youth and that you can have this like last great romp as a kid right but I just think it's a really incongruous weird message and Neverland is never described as like this perfect childhood place like the spirit of childhood it's only a place where you can't grow up like it's like the prison of childhood (laughs) like it's I I don't know I don't know about that so my takeaway is Peter Pan is real yeah Peter Pan is real. All of this is real. Um, And I think that we're dealing with, like, I don't think it's time dilation, which I try to kind of break down. I think so too, because if it was time dilation, then if Peter stays young forever, Mm -hmm. time would have to be moving faster in our world and slower in Neverland. Right, yeah. so that all these years could go by for us and like it's like a minute in Neverland, right? Mm-hmm. But in this movie it's the opposite. It's like a ton of time goes by in Neverland and nothing happens for us. Yeah, it's Narnia rules. Yeah, it is Narnia rules, exactly. And so I actually I think that's the best explainer. This is Narnia rules. Mm-hmm. Because I think I think Neverland's just well, it's kind of the opposite of Narnia. In Narnia it's like going into Narnia freezes the real world. And So yes and no. Because the kids are in there playing for hours, the professor says. But they've been in Narnia for, like, two decades. Long enough for Lucy to have become a full-grown woman. Yeah, Narnia. But then they come back in their child bodies, And they're totally fine. Yeah, the professor says, he's like, like, I called you for lunch, like, two hours ago. It's like time dilation, but it affects your body when you come back, which is weird. Like, I think Neverland is just frozen and I don't know it's out of it's just it's out of time I think it's out of time I don't think it can be explained very well that way it doesn't totally make sense no time travel makes the most sense Mm -hmm. that when they come back they they travel back to the same time that they otherwise may have come back and a lot of time would have passed I think that's fair or at least the three days that this movie presents well, us yeah, with, right? The, like, yeah, in the, the books, they are, thing. like, a long time. And it's like, you know, Wendy comes back and she's like, I'm accustomed to, like, I cut Peter's hair. And I'm like, fuck, you were there long enough for him to need a haircut? Yeah, it's been sure. a minute. Yikes. Like, it's... I mean, yeah. But I I, I think not, not absolute poppycock 
not no, scared of for youth, sure. Because that's a fucked yeah. up message about youth to me. Absolutely, he he like definitely it. exists in some sense. Um. Th- okay, so like this is the last thing I want to say on this. Um, and then I want to get to what you thought, like what you gave this yeah, movie. Yeah, and I, I want to address like, Mr. Darling too, and his all of that as well. But go yeah, on. Um, I just realized this is how actually dark and crazy this this movie is. Wendy has her life threatened four times, five <laughs> inadvertently. The only time the or the only reason the fifth one doesn't count is because she stumbles upon the act of the attempted murder. The first one is she has cannonballs shot at her. The second one is Tinkerbell literally almost forces her to plummet into rocks. Yeah. There's so much violence. Yeah. The third one is the mermaids openly try to drown her just right then. And right everybody there. jokes about it. Everybody thinks it's hysterical. Um, yeah. And then the one that... well, And the fourth one is she is told to walk the plank. The fifth one, the one that doesn't count, and this is the craziest part to me, and I don't know why this didn't click while I was watching it. I had to think about this when I said that. If Wendy had not left the treehouse after singing Your Mother and Mine... Hook would have put the bomb in the treehouse with everyone in the treehouse still. Because he's yeah. not going to try and extract them from the treehouse because then that would that runs the risk of waking Peter up. Yeah, no, they're all here to do murder. Like Dude. there's and I mean Peter carries around that knife and knows oh, yeah. how to use it. Like they are not in any way afraid to do murder. And if mm. it wasn't for the fact that we see so much murder I might try and say that, like, the whole thing is that it's a big game, right? Like, John and Michael play pirates before they get taken oh, by yeah. Peter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are, like, kidnapped by Peter. Like, it's, they're really... I don't know that they gave consent on this, but... Um, I don't know if I would strictly call it kidnapping. I would say they were shanghai Like, were, they yeah, were they definitely were, tricked. They were Like, 100%. <laughs> they were definitely They were shanghai for sure. You're correct. That's right. <laughs> Kidnapping implies they went against their will, but they were like, dude, how the fuck did we fly out this window? They were, like, coerced. They yeah, just they were definitely... So... They were tricked. I... They were definitely coerced in the most malicious of ways. That's the other thing I don't get. Like, why did Peter want to take them? Because he want Well, because Wendy was wouldn't like... Wouldn't go oh, without yeah, him. Want, yeah. yeah, Wendy wouldn't go without him. And Peter's like, all right, well, I want her to tell me stories about myself. Because it's... I mean, it's wild. And it's... And Neverland is so dark. And I... It's whole thing, like... I want to read one more passage from the book. Yes, please do. Can I read... Yeah, from the beginning here that describes Neverland. Because I think this helps solidify it for us. Like, what is this supposed to be? So... Mm -hmm. In the old days at home, the Neverland had always begun to look a little dark and threatening by bedtime. Then unexplored patches arose in it and spread. Black shadows moved in about them. The roar of the beasts of prey was quite different now. And above all, you lost the certainty that you would win. You were quite glad that the nightlights were in. You even liked Nana to say that this was just the mantelpiece over here and that the Neverland was all make-believe. Of course, the Neverland had been make-believe in those days, but it was real now, and there were no nightlights, and it was getting darker every moment. And where was Nana? 
and just yeah, that's, like fuck. Like they're not necessarily having a good time here. Like I think it would I don't think this is a thing where it's like it's fun because it's a game and they always win. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because I had postulated that a little bit when I was thinking this through. Like maybe that's it in Neverland and it's you know, what games did we play as a kid that didn't have a little bit of risk, right, in the story? That's fair. Yeah, that's true. Like, stakes. Mm-hmm. But Captain Hook straight shot that dude. Like, there's there's so many people are dying. Oh, I like, know, it's yeah. It's not like the good guys always win and it's fine. Like, Peter acts like it is. <laughs> but yeah, Peter's that's it happens. fucking sociopath, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I will say before we do ratings that is just... Oh, yeah, about uh, George, right? Oh, well, I was going to say that, too. I was going to say how good the flying looks. Flying looks great. It does. 10 out of 10. Yes. I'm yeah. so sorry, guys. I know you've come to expect it of me discussing the animation and everything. Um, there really There's is not so much. There's just so much else going on yeah, here. Yeah, honestly, there is. Um, there really is not much in the way of changes between this and Alice in Wonderland. If anything, I will say that Alice in Wonderland is still more visually spectacular than this. Like, 100%. There's really not a whole lot of wild shit happening in Peter Pan. I just like the way that he moves when he's flying. I think it's better than anything yeah, in Alice. Like I agree. That it's by very itself. smooth. Very and, and like, smooth. the way that he... Because everyone wants that superpower, right? Yep. That's what everybody says. It's, like, the number one, if you ask them. Oh, to fly one. like him, but in our dreams, we really fly like Wendy. I fly like Wendy in my dreams. Dude, yeah. If I'm trying to fly in my dreams, it looks a lot like Wendy. Like, not quite making it off of Skull Rock. But... but I think that Peter enjoys this power more than anybody else we've ever seen on screen. Oh, yeah, power. absolutely. More than Superman, he more than He loves anybody. to fly. Yeah, everybody else can suck it. Peter knows how to use that power. I can't think of anyone else who has fun the way that he does with it. Like, even in, like, X-Men animated. You know, oh, yeah. It, like, I'm thinking of, like, other animated stuff where it looks cool, but it's like, no, sorry, it's just Peter all the way. So that's my thoughts on that. And then... All I had to say on Mr. Darling is, like, yeah, he does, he sees the the ship, circling back to what you were saying about mm-hmm. that. And I think it's interesting that, like, Mrs. Darling said Peter's a spirit of childhood, but I'm like, that's why I even think that's bullshit, because I'm like, I don't think Mrs. Darling knows what she's talking about. I don't think it was her that went to Neverland. I think it was Mr. Darling, and he's yes. one of the lucky boys who escaped. I right? agree. I, I think that that's fair enough to say. Or murdered. In the book, Peter murders them when they start to grow up in Neverland. Dude, what the f- They explicitly tell us this. What is this story, man? Should, it's fucking awesome. I love Lord. it. It's so dark and wild. This is... Oh my god, this is so it's unnecessary. So okay, crazy. you know what? You know what? Because of that, because I did not know that, I'm giving my rating first, because that's fucking awful. That is pure... <laughs> Pure nightmare. He kidnaps fool. them out of Kensington Gardens and murders them. Yes, he's like, "Well, you've had your fun." Yeah, that's terrible. Okay, and now I feel like my my rating is justly deserved. I gave this a C minus or a four out of ten. That's so harsh. I it is, but honestly, I just don't. And I was looking at this as purely a movie standpoint. I don't see the merit in this film. In any way. Uh, Pan is an absolute asshole. Tink is a homicidal maniac. <laughs> and honestly, dude, the irony 
that the swashbuckling children murdering pirates are the most PC part of this film. And what I mean by that is they straight up offer Wendy a job as a pirate, not as a cook, not as a cleaning lady, not as Fucking someone right. to like be passed around by not them. Not as their mother. Yeah, they were just like, bro, join our crew. You're afraid about that, actually. Kudos mm-hmm. to the pirates. I know. They were like, we don't see gender. What's up? Um... <laughs> It just, like, the blatant sexism running rampant through this film is obviously not lost on me either. And I'm not going to say anything for the racism because it's been said multiple times. Oh, yeah. It's, this movie's racist as shit. Yeah. It's the, yeah. The main, the main reason that this gets a 4 out of 10 is I don't fucking know what the lesson in this movie is. I have I no clue what you're supposed to learn by watching this as a child. I think the lesson is, like, careful what you wish for because it, it actually sucks. It's actually it actually the worst. sucks shit. <laughs> You'll actually get murdered. You actually don't want to... No, it's good to grow up. It's, that's the message of this. Is yeah. it's, it's good to grow... Honestly, I think that is the message of this because Wendy comes back and is like, yep, move me out of the nursery, bitch. I am done. Like, she's oh, over it. Yeah. Okay, and here, um, I'm going to leave yeah. you with this question and then I'm going to let you get to your rating, but I'm going to leave you and everyone listening to this with this question. Why is it such a huge deal that Wendy has a problem moving out of that room? If she is on the cusp of teenagery, why is it such a crazy, outlandish idea to to both her and her mother that she be moved out of that room? A girl that age should not be living in a room. First of all, it's not even a bedroom. It's the nursery. It's just a big-ass room at the top of their massive-ass house. That happens to have beds in it. There, you cannot tell me that there are not bedrooms in that very clearly three-story building. I mean, okay. Oh, God, I can give you so many versions of this answer. So, the I do have an answer for you, though. The Please reason... expound upon it. Let's hear it. Yeah, let me make this podcast longer than we intended. So, <laughs> here's the situation. In universe, in story, it's because that's where the stories get told about Peter Pan, and that's a good thing. So in in the like child scope of this movie, right. like it's that right. Mm-hmm. Um, more so, why like her and especially her mom have a problem with it is that Wendy moving out of the nursery, out of like she's going to the big kids table, likely means she's going to be married off soon. So it also Ooh, means she me. is going to okay. go through puberty soon. Um, she's going to have to start being presented to society soon. Her responsibilities go up massively because she needs to get a good dowry so that her parents can afford yada yada. I mean, in the book, they talk about not having kids because they can't afford it. Holy shit. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Darling's like nickling and diming the kids. That's and, so funny. Uh, yeah, so it's like she's going to get, I mean, she gets married off, right? And the women are acutely aware of what that means. Like, this movie isn't not about gender stuff. And so there's that. And I then, didn't even think of that. That's actually such a good point. Holy shit. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it's, <laughs> this episode's like a lesson in, like, stuff women know. I know, <laughs> it's shit. It's like, and also this, like, because Peter of your Band, period, the Scott. SJW story, like, holy it's, shit, man. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't want to move out because that means I'm going to get my period. That's what this is, because that's going to suck for Wendy. So, I, Damn. yeah, that's why. The other thing, and I will not talk about this for very long, but the, the other place that this comes from is that J.M. Barry's real-life brother died when he was really little in an accident. And he was comforted by the idea that his brother would stay young forever, Mm -hmm. but he was also haunted by this idea that he would never be able to grow up. And J.M. Barry goes on to have some really 
complicated, questionable relationships with some kids. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, Most yeah. of whom end up dead. It's all very tragic. I'm not going to get super into it because we're long. We're going long right now, and it's a downer. <laughs> but there is a whole thing there with J.M. Barry and um, wanting to stay young and growing up and death and right. like it's all a fucking complicated situation. Um, so there's a whole lot there actually to unpack. So I'm going to save it for another time. But oh, you yeah. know, go look it up because it's uh, the rumors around. Peter and Michael, the real Peter and Michael, um, are fucking crazy. But that would be why. That's why it's bad to move out. Because then you have to grow up, and you might die, and also somebody might, you know, you might get married off to some asshole. So, <laughs> yeah. that's why. <laughs> that's um, For my ratings, I mean, I fucking love this movie. Yeah. I gave this movie a 7.5. It's Could, great. Yeah, I kind of figured that. Okay. I love it. I, I like how dark this movie is, and it doesn't, like, totally freak me out like Alice in Wonderland. This is more like an intriguing dark for me. This doesn't give me an existential crisis. This mm. is like, oh, that's creepy and ominous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm like, oh, Peter may or may not have murdered all those guys. Like, what? Like, yeah. they, it's just the whole, like, I really love, I love the book, and, um, this is another one where I did read the book a lot, like, as a kid. Like, Peter Pan for me isn't just this movie, and then also I read the book later in life. Like, I, the two existed together for me, and I have always loved this book, and the yeah. movie's a great adaptation of it. And I really like watching Peter fly. Like, watching Peter fly to me is kind of like watching... It's like watching Quicksilver in the Fox movies or Five on the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that's... That's a good point. I'll give I you like that. watching him use his powers. Like, I just, you know, because he yeah. has, Peter has powers. He does. That's true. Actually, what Peter has, you guys, is access to an unprecedented amount of a really, like, risky and important commodity that is pixie dust. The economy of pixie dust is the majority of those Tinkerbell movies, if you're paying attention. So, oh, God. Just saying. There's a, there's a whole economy behind what Peter's doing that I'm like, damn, Peter is. <laughs> Rich. Let me tell you, Peter has a hookup because that is a a scarce commodity in the world. Let me tell you. Apparently. Yeah. No. I actually want. I want to know. I want the movie that ties these two together and tells me how Peter has access to this volume of pixie dust. Yeah, for real. Because I think Queen What's Her Face would throw a hot fit. So, with that, um, what did you give Hook? Real quick. What did you rate so, Hook? We talked yeah, about we've already lot, talked but... about him quite a bit. Um, I gave him an eight out of ten. Like I said, he just felt like the most real. Like, he showed malice and vengeance in his motivations, but he also showed true fear. And again, the wherewithal to know when he was in danger, and he was beyond the ability to cope with that danger. Um, mm -hmm. I will say this is just a caveat. I much prefer Dustin Hoffman's Captain Hook uh, in Hook to the animated version, but that's only because I love the way Dustin Hoffman portrayed Hook. I want to um, add Hook to the timeline because like we, 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 we made a conscious decision, folks, not to bring it into this because yeah. we already, I mean, this is long already, but um, we'll add it to the timeline because I haven't seen Hook since I was a kid. Oh like, my God, I, I watch like it Hook, but it's not my, I'm not like a stan of Hook and I know that that sucks. I know that makes me yeah. suck. I get no. it. I'm, no, no, let's be real. It's not cool not to be a fan of that movie. And it's not that I'm, I just don't know it that well. It's just kind of a blind spot for me. I've seen it, 
but not yeah. since I was really, really little. I saw it a lot, but when I was little. So looking forward to that. We'll add it to the timeline so that we can mm-hmm. talk about it for real and compare it with this, because... God, I, I fucking love Captain Hook. I gave him an eight, eight and a half. I love oh, yeah. him. He's great. Everything about him is great. Um, I'm stoked to see more of these like queer coded villains like yeah. coming up next, right? So, what is coming can, up next, Lindsay? Tell, what is tell coming us, up next? Tell us what's Let's take us out of here. Yeah. Let's take us on out of here. Um, coming up next is going to be we have all kinds of shit coming up, guys. We're going to have what if episode what four? Four, yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll be out on Thursday, and then we are going to be seeing Shang Chi over the long weekend. So look out for that. Like probably, probably next Monday we'll have yeah. a review of Shang Chi, and following that we are going to have Sleeping Beauty. God, so, I'm so and excited. that is Scott's movie. So we've had a couple weeks Dude. in the timeline that have been kind of like. I'm going to be sitting back for this one. I'm going to yeah. let you, like, because I really so have excited, run these dude. last two Disney uh, yeah, movies. Well, is, yeah, well, okay, and that's the thing. Like, you're, like, the prime of the source material for these last, like, two. But this mm-hmm. is, like, my shit, because this is based off a of Tchaikovsky musical. So oh, I'm get all in there. I'm stoked for, for you. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. So that'll be sometime next week. Like, on the early side, we'll figure it out with Shang-Chi. We'll, yeah. we'll squeeze it all in there. But we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming, so stick with us, guys. Um, subscribe. You can find us on Spotify and now on Apple Podcasts. Woo! Yeah, really we probably exciting. should have said that at the beginning, but probably yeah. should have said that at the beginning. <laughs> Edit something in, Editor Scott. We um, are now on Apple Podcasts and I will, Spotify. And I'm gonna make it awkward. Go behind the time <laughs> at behind the timeline. <laughs> yeah, make it super awkward. Um, you can also send us feedback at Gmail at uh, go behind the timeline at gmail.com. You can see us on Instagram at go behind the timeline and hit us up on Twitter at behind timeline. And we're stoked to see you guys for the rest of this week. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. And until then, stay nerdy. See you later, guys. <laughs>